Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And there's screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the truth It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who on this town tonight Hey, welcome to the Quarmelosco Sports with Sometimes Rich with Ken from the ATL. We got another good show for you. We got Coach B on the line. He's he's mobile right now. Uh, again, yeah. again, he's a coach, but it's a lot of. You must got the air conditioner on full blast. I got the air conditioner on. It's on my Bluetooth. You know, 2011, baby. You gotta do it. You don't need the pizza in here. You gotta have Bluetooth in the car. Oh, you had a uh, coffee too, huh? You yeah, must. You, know, you must. Have <laughs> <in the morning. laughs> a little coffee in the morning. Gotta work out. Doing a little insanity thing. Insanity. Huh. I wish yeah. I could work. I can't work out anymore, man. We got a personal bet uh, about insanity. Uh-huh. Trying to get it in together. You know, we got to get them down about 30 pounds. Oh, that's I'm good. I'm going to lose about 10 to 15, call it a day. You know, got to get my sexy, my sexy looking for a beach this summer, you know. Okay, that Bluetooth got you yelling, boy. That Bluetooth got yeah, you. No, I apologize. I don't mean to yell. Oh, you good, but man. That's all good. I'm kind of excited today. I ain't been on the show in about two weeks. I know you've been going on with the uh, the Steelhawks, man, but it's a great day here in Arizona. It's, about, it's been 80 degrees, but with a breeze. And you know what it feels like out here? San Diego. Like you in crib. San Diego. Hey, shoot, right you know, now it's 70 degrees with a nice breeze here. So you know I'm golfing tomorrow, and I'm golfing Thursday. And if anybody want me to golf Friday, you know how to reach me. Hey, this is Quarm Live hey. Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL. We got Coach B. He's mobile. He's got a... Well, you know Ken still, Ken's upset. He went to a crack. He ain't calling in. His his three peaks done no peated. Yeah, I, I wonder if he's gonna change his of uh, his Facebook page name. Three Ken Three Pete Williams. I don't know. I know it's Ken Wagner Williams. Hey man, we got a lot to talk about. We got uh especially in the, especially in the NBA. Definitely, is what's going on right now. What's hot? We got to find out. You know, I, I wanted to get fin, uh Ken's his opinion or his his comments and suggestions on. Is Phil Jackson done, or what's next for the Lakers, or have Dallas Mavericks become the new team in the West? Uh, because it's going to take the Lakers probably two years to to rebuild that team. And if and if Phil's not done, do you get a uh, a center? Uh, you get the center down in uh in Orlando. You get uh you get that guy, and then Phil comes back because you know Phil always coach. Yeah, yeah, you know Phil always come back and coach great players because there's really a legitimate chance with Dwight Howard. Get rid of um. Get rid of get rid of Casal and and no nah, not not buying him not buying him get rid of Casal and get rid of uh, the best six man in the league. Uh, oh, Chloe, yeah, get rid of Chloe's uh, husband. Oh, oh, get, wow. get get rid of Chloe's wife. 
Wow. But That's you, aggressive there, Paul. Yeah. But that's what we do on our show. That's what we do. Yeah. He got he he has to go, man. Uh that's why I wanted to get Ken opinion. We had Smarch was supposed to come on. I haven't heard from her yet. Uh that's our LA connection. She's probably gonna join our show. Uh but we'll find out more about that if and when she calls in. Hey, dig this, man. Next week. You wanna be on the show for next week. The whole show gonna be uh uh dedicated to uh Sherry Daly. That's John Daly's fourth wife. She got a son by John Daly. That's John. I don't know if it's Junior, but we're going to find out, man. She wrote a book. Let me let me read one of your quotes to her. Uh, and we're going to get back to the NBA, but I just want to put this out there because we got Sherry Daly. The name of her book is Teed Off, playing on the words of golf tee. Um, my life as a player's wife on the PGA Tour. She said many of the guys are, are not just players. They are players, if you know what she means. And that means, oh, yeah. and yeah, and that means when they're far from their wives and kids, they go up all kinds of they they get up to all kinds of bad behavior. Uh, don't think for a second that Tiger Woods is the only one who ever strayed, or that the rest of the, uh, them are devoted husbands. No way. When a golfer wants to sleep with a woman, all he has to do is write his number on a golf ball and pretending it's an autograph for her. Wow. Don't let the polo shirts and darkers fool you. Professional uh-huh. golf, professional golfers behave just as dirty as any other professional athlete or rock star. That's Sherry Daly. Her book is teed off. Uh, you can get that book at Gallery Books. It's on sale. It went on sale April 5th, 2011. Hard copy is $25. You might want to do some research research on her before you come on the show. So she's so she going to be on our show next week? The whole show. I'm doing the whole show with her. So we're going we gonna to do the whole show. With her. That's what I said. You you might want to free some time up on that one. Oh, yeah, I'm going I'm to go in. And, 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 and I got, we travel to Richmond this weekend. going to be at the crib this weekend. Uh, hanging out with the fam. I ain't seen my mama in about... Two and a half months. You just hungry. That's why you going home. No, nah, you know what? My mama don't really. I go to Louisiana eat. My mama and VA don't cook that often. I got my aunts them cook now. Yeah, okay. Out there in Franklin, you know, I go to Franklin to see my my grandma from now. I'm excited about next week's show. I'm going to see. I'm gonna be there with that. Oh, man, that's going to be good, man. John Mazel hooked it up, man. He hooked it up uh, well for us. Hey, let me get your opinion on the Lakers, man. What, what's the, the, the scenarios I threw out there? What you think about them? Phil Jackson possibly gone. Uh, he has 11 uh, world championships. If the White well, my, thought ha- process, if, my thought process is this, Quam. It might not just be a Lakers. Whoever gets that that integral piece, because, hey, Dwight Howard might stay in the East and go to New York. They got the money to pay him. Yeah, but Dwight Howard want to win. Where could he win in the East? Maybe New York? Can, he can win New in New York. He can win in New York in the East. He can win in Miami in the East. Yeah. He can win in He can win in Atlanta in the East. I mean, the thing about what happened to the Lakers losing that game, the Eastern Conference will win the championship. The if Lakers? Boston can get, if, the Boston, if Boston... Boston, Boston, Boston can get by. Hey, Monk, hold on, Coach. Monk, is uh, it Rich sounds, he sounds pretty good because uh, I might be hearing something different, so I have to ask the engineer, Monk. Let me know what's up. If Boston can get past Miami, not going to happen. If Boston can get past Miami, hey, it's still early. 3-1, they can still come back. It's Boston, and they got the experience to do it. They do. They have the personnel. But their engine, who told, who's telling, um, their engine, who I call Rondo or Roger Rondo, he's um, he's hurt, and I can't understand why they're not banking this guy up. Uh, he's still getting to the inside the paint with the big boys play, making uh, shots, uh, unorthodox shots with his right hand going left. 
this is, I, I always thought he was a superstar. Uh, when he came into his own, became a superstar because of all the conversations about KG, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce. But I always thought he was going to be that guy. Uh, he makes them go. He opens them a lot of things. But when you bring, uh, what's the guy that was in Oakland, uh, was in Cleveland last year? He, he's running the point too, also. But he he comes oh, in. You talking about uh, the kid from the crib? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, from Washington. LeBron's father-in-law. Right. <laughs> Yeah, Delonte West. Yeah, Delonte West. Yeah, he um he comes in and uh, he's shooting threes. When how do you who tells you shoot a three when you got Ray Allen over there, one of the best ever ever did the when well, you got Paul Pierce, another top three point shooter. Who's telling him shoot the three? Pass the ball. I don't care if it's one second or two seconds on the clock. You pass and let them take their awkward shot because they got the feel for that distance. Well, see, my problem with last night is you got this veteran team that was. Five or six seconds left on the clock, you mess up a pick and roll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You confused? Come on. Y'all been running the same pick and roll for the last six years. Since, you know, y'all been together. Five years and y'all been together. And you all of a sudden, you mess it up now. I don't want to hear that mess. And he's supposed I don't to. Hear it. But you know what? You put the ball. And, I, and you know what? Uh, Kenny said this uh, after the post game. If I got my best player in there, man, I don't need a pick and roll. I I, I need you to go one on one with this guy and make it happen. You you we have the ball. It's tied up. Worst case scenario, it's going into overtime. I think it was like eight seconds, maybe nine seconds. Well, I think Paul should have driven up drip to the basket. Hey, me too, and go to the line. Why would you yep. shoot a jumper? Go to the line or give it to KG. I I would take that shot. I would take that uh, play. If you if he doesn't make it. Then he should get fouled. Expect to get fouled down there. Exactly. I just think it was a, last night was a missed opportunity for for the Boston Celtics. Now, if Boston comes and still wins this week on um you know tomorrow night, mm-hmm. you know, I think that or whatever the next game is, I think it's tomorrow night. Um, now I think that it's a strong go seven. They could probably win two in a row. But they got to go um, back to you, Miami. You got to go back to Miami, and that's the problem with them. I, you know, that's just all throwing the air, man. It's it's a shame that Boston couldn't squeak that out last night. Yeah, I think they sure should have. Well, they had they had their chances, man. They definitely uh, in regulation time they had their chance because I, Paul Pierce, man. Okay, you can hit the jumper, but this is not the third quarter. This is not even early fourth quarter. You take that basket to the you take that ball to the basket. And you gener- you generate that foul or you hit get the shot you're looking for. But I want my best player going one on one. Right. And well, in that case, and with the Boston, your best player is, is, is either, you know, you got your two, you got two of the top players, Ray Allen, which Ray can't really do a whole lot off the dribble. Right. He's more of a pass and shoot kind of guy. Ray got- um, but Ray, Ray, Ray has played some good football, basketball in the last couple of weeks now. Ray has to come off the screen or come off the pick, and and then yeah. he, and he's deadly, and there's not enough time for that. And then, if, especially with his nine, eight, nine seconds, um, that's going to be defended. If it's not defended, then you deserve to lose. Knowing that if Ray Allen getting the ball, that's how it's going to happen. Uh, but Paul can drive. Paul can come off the. Uh, he can rub off that screen uh, and get a shot and open up the foot. Um, open up for a clear shot for himself. But either get the ball down in the paint where you might possibly get fouled, and you go to the line. There's no more time on the clock. You make one of the free throws, ball game's over. Or give it down to KG. Down there, he has the little baby jumper. High percentage of making that ball game's game over. That's his shot, too. And that's his shot. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand, man. But the Lakers uh, put themselves. talking about the Celtics. Other, these other good jokers, man. Yeah, the Celtics put themselves in the hole, man. And then uh, with Ronjo getting hurt, 
um, that 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 really put them back uh, a game or two. Yeah, it did. It hurt them. Another team, man. Another team, uh, and we'll get to the Dallas Mavericks because you can't say it was all what the Lakers didn't do. You got to look at what Dallas did. But I do want to talk about the uh, <clears throat> Orlando. I mean, I'm sorry, Oklahoma Thunder. West- oh, which Oklahoma State Thunder? Oklahoma Thunder. This um, team, man. This team right here. If they, if this point guard Westbrook do not destroy this team, I, I don't know. I don't know. How he think he could take thirty two shots and have five assists when he got um he got the guy who who's over uh Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Yeah, he See, got Kevin Durant right what, there. Westbrook is the problem. Kevin Durant got him in the postseason. D- Westbrook is gonna kick, get him kicked out of the postseason. Yeah, Westbrook is killing him. He's killing the man. Then he got that dumb look on his face like it's okay. Now he's a shooter. Nick he's a shooter, he's a slasher, he gets to the basket. Uh, he feel like his next shot going to always go in. Well, I don't understand how you don't get Kevin Durant the ball. That's his team. That's how you got in the postseason anyway. And, and, yeah. I, and other guys that need to step up. It's Harden. He needs to step up a little bit more. Um, they need a 20. Outside of those two guys, Westbrook and uh, Durant, they need a guy who's going to get them 15 and 10 rebounds. They need that. Other than that, the Grizzlies are going to give them fits. And it's tied up right now, and they went to three overtimes, and it took that to happen. But it's a great win because they was playing on the road. Now they get to go back home and try to get one more. It's not in. a great win, Kwame. When you sit there and you blow two games in a row, you blow double-digit leads like they had in the middle of third quarter. Then you know you deserve to be put in overtime and lose games. I think it's a great win when you can rent win on the road. Yeah, they what they did in the past. You blew a double-digit lead. Right, they, quarter. The, every team that's in the playoff did that. Look at the Lakers. They came out against Mavericks in the third quarter and to get third game, had them by 16 points and lost that game. Now, that's the Lakers we're talking about, which normally doesn't happen. Right. But, but a lot of teams are, you're right, a lot of teams, uh, you can't blow a lead when you have it, when you, got, when you get into the playoffs. And I don't know, all these eight-seed teams is in the playoffs, like the Grizzlies are an eight-seed team. I don't think they're really in the eight-seed. I think they well, probably – Well, eight-seed in, in the Western, in the Eastern Conference. Right. They wouldn't have been in the playoffs, they were in the Western Conference. Atlanta. What, what about Atlanta? What they finish? Uh, fifth? I think they're playing a lot better than that. Yeah, but again, you know, where would they have been in the Western Conference? They probably would have been in the seventh or eighth or ninth in the playoffs in the Western Conference. Yeah, but you make the, the playoffs. Conference is much more of a, of a, of a beat you up, you, you know. You know, you know how you teams. You make the playoffs with less under 500 if you make the playoffs, number five, because of just who you are. Who you have in the league? Right. Well, we got thirty seconds. Here's the deal. You know how you get to a, a certain conference. You might be the last place team, but you, you it's a it's the toughest conference. And that last yeah. place team probably beat your third and second team and the, on the other side and the, on the east. Let's say. Yep. It's kind of like that, man. With that eighth place team in the conference, um, gets they play so physical all year that it's nothing when you go out east and play those guys. It's ranked higher than that. We, this is the Quam Lasso Sports. Sometimes rich. We came from the ATL. We'll be back in two minutes. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. 
Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Lasso, the Sports Sometime. Rich, we're playing from the ATL. Rich had to go get on a landline. He was in a mobile office, like I said in the first segment. Uh, Ken joined the line, but he's on a mobile line. Now, I, I told these guys, if I was on ESPN Sports Australia, they wouldn't treat me like this. They think uh, they think they just do anything on the show. Well, we're going to have to fix that. Can you can you still online, man? You 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 back with us? I'm I'm here. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't talk bad about you in the first segment, but we do want to get a couple opinions on you. And I might wait till you get on landline because you're gonna be switching in and out. We, I want to know oh, what's no, going. We go for it. We, I'll wait to the next segment. I I was we want to know what's going on with Phil Jackson. Is he done? This this is your team. You a Laker? You you a Laker guy? Uh, Samaj was supposed to call in, but I don't know what happened to her. Uh, she's uh, the L.A. connection, the Hollywood connection, the Lakers insider uh, for us, but she was going to join the show. Do they get Dwight Howard? Who they get rid of? How, mm-hmm. far, how far this team from being back to the Lakers uh, winning championships, getting the playoff and dominating the West? Because right now, the Mavericks might be dominating the West. And you know, this is the first time they've played, I think, what is it? 10 years in the playoffs, something like that. Mm-hmm. This is the first time mm-hmm. they ever got together and played, so mm-hmm. there should be some suspicious about them. This is not a, like a regular season game, so the Lakers never played uh-huh. them in the postseason. Mm-hmm. So let me get you a, your assessment on what, what's, what's next for the Lakers. Well, you got to remember something. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about uh, Phil Jackson, uh, if that's going to make a difference if we win, you know, continue winning, or, or Kobe, or uh, who we bring in, who we trade. There's one name that really defines uh, excellence in championships when it comes to L.A. Lakers, Jerry Buss. Jerry Buss is uh, probably the, the top uh, winningest owner in NBA uh, history. Uh, this man has been is responsible for the Lakers, what, last, uh, I believe, 11 championships over that span. Uh Jerry Buss is always going to build this team to compete every year. Now, as far as next year, what we need to do, Phil Jackson, he's gone. 
So Jackson was supposed to have left last year. Jerry Buss asked him to stick around one more year to mentor Brian Shaw. Brian Shaw is going to be uh, the, uh, the coach of the future. He's an excellent coach. He's been he's just been coaching and waiting, uh, but he knows the triangle. How, how, is, how uh, you call him? Let me make it. It's Phil Jackson's fault now. Come on. How's it, he's an excellent coach? He's only been on he's only been on the backhand of it, but he's been there. He's played the game. He knows that offense. He's not an excellent mm-hmm. coach. He hasn't won yeah, any championships. But, you know, he, he's he's but he's he's been coaching in the uh, developmental league. He's been doing great things with the developmental league uh, teams that he's been coaching so far. Don't I you mean, think? He's been doing wonderful, but. The, Get a man a chance, but guess what? The Lakers, best to believe it, Dwight Howard will be a Laker next year because the Lakers got the only pieces that can make that trade work. Because guess what? Orlando is not going to let Dwight do what LeBron did to Cleveland. They're not going to let this man walk away for nothing. They're going to do a signing trade deal, get Bynum or Gasol, one of those two players, uh, maybe a couple other players we can get rid of because we're $30 million over the cap. Blake. Barnes and Brown accounts for $45 million with Walton. Get rid of them, too. Get a, give them a first round. Bring Dwight Howard in. Bring in a point guard, and we're right back there again. Don't you think if Byron Scott, don't you think if Byron Scott was available, then that job would be his? Yes. No, they don't want Byron Scott. No, they can't get yeah, him now. Byron Scott, Scott tried to uh, – do that last year, try to wait and not take the Cleveland job because he thought he was going to Exactly. How long do you want him to wait? I agree. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with he did. He's not in the running for the Lakers job. That's why they told him, go ahead, take the Cleveland job. You're not in running for it. Right. He's not in running for it because who knows – Phil Jackson is like uh, Brett Favre. Who knows when he's going to retire or if he's going to retire. One, one minute in the interview, he's going to the season. This is my last game. Uh, I don't want to answer any more questions about that. Uh, get close to uh, signing trade. Let's say they sign and trade Dwight Howard. Okay, now he's back. Now he's back because all Phil Jackson do is coaches outstanding players. I haven't seen one team that he's been on that he didn't coach the guy who – if they get Dwight Howard, they are back next year. If they don't get Dwight Howard, it's going to take them two years. And it's just, it's, it's, I don't see any other way. And Dwight Howard can stay on the East. He can stay in New York. He can go to New York. He can stay if they put somebody around him in, in Orlando. He can go to Atlanta and make those teams a final team, uh, put them teams in the final game next year. Mm-hmm. But you got to look at Dwight Howard's mindset. He's already said, I want to play with Kobe. I want to be in a big market. I want to be the next great center for the L.A. Lakers. The L.A. Lakers is a franchise of great centers. For Dwight Howard to go down in history, he is one of the top NBA centers of all time, <clears throat> go to L.A. He already said, I want to be mentored and coached by the greatest center of all time. Who is that? Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Where is he at? L.A. He can go to New York and be one of the greatest centers that was played also. And who's going yes, to coach him here? What center? Who? He's not even getting coached by Patrick Ewing in Orlando. Yeah, but Patrick Ewing waiting for that same thing uh, Lou Alcindor was waiting for was a job. You wonder why Lou Alcindor don't have a job, a uh, head coaching job that he wants really bad because they're going no, back. he don't want it. He, he don't want it. I read an article. I read an article, and I hope I can find it before this over with, that he been, he's, he's been wanting a head coaching job in the NBA now for a long time, but they want to hire him as a head coach. So that's why he no, paying his due diligence. He don't want it. He, he's not yet a member of how Kareem is. What has always been Kareem's uh, demeanor over it since he played in the NBA and since he's been out? Smoking I mean, weed. He's one of those quiet loners. He's not people person. But, you know, he's an excellent center coach, you know. But 
The man doesn't want it. They, you know, he's, he's not NBA coach material. They don't want. How could you say that? They don't want your head coach smoking weed and saying it's your religion. Uh, from Lou Alcindor to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they don't want. They don't want to have to deal with that because they know going in what he does. And so what? I ain't never seen Weed lose basketball games or football games. Oh, man. Coach B, what you got to say about that? It's, um, you know, Laker fans, every year is an excuse of why they didn't do it. Why you didn't do it. The reason you didn't do it is because Dallas was ready to play and play some better basketball than you guys were. They beat you up, period. From the first game to the last game you lost. You got swept. Sweet. That's what happened. Stop making excuses. When somebody else makes excuses, all <laughs> because they, the reason they lost in Orlando lost two years ago. We can say one word about the game. See, there you go. I'm talking about in general. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop it before it starts. Ken, he so told now you, you. Now you're mad because <laughs> your boy, come on, he, now oh, you want to play. Hey, hey, I'm not Jackson, mad. We had a great run. Same situation with Brett Favre. Like, I don't Dude, know. I'm done we with y'all Laker fans. We what? had y'all Laker fans exactly what you are. Okay, listen to this. I, I don't. I can understand the Lakers losing. I cannot understand the Lakers getting swept. Not with that. You can, I can't understand any team. Who's the worst team in the league? Put Kobe on a team. I still can't understand them getting swept. Cleveland. Cleveland. Put Kobe on Cleveland. They win one game. This is the Lakers with Paul Gasol, uh, Andrew Bynum, uh, Lamar Odom, Kobe Bryant. Let's just say the role players. You can bring off the bench probably uh, uh, Brown, Shannon Brown, who who should be starting. Uh, you got Fisher over there. How does Who's that? We next year because Fisher gone. How does that team get swept? Fisher got three more years, I think. Two more years on his contract, but that means two more nothing. Years. Yeah, uh, but how does but he needs to go to the back burner and be a backup point guard? We need a fresh, uh, fresh uh, legs uh, point guard. But Brown is not really a point guard. We need to bring in a top quality point guard. We need to bring in Dwight Howard. We need to break up Gasol and Bynum. One of those two is definitely gone. Well, here's what Barnes, to do. You got to keep Barnes Brown. Needs to go. Blake needs to go. Walton needs to go. A couple of them players needs to go. You know what, Kwame? What's up? If they won the series, yeah, and they won the championship. Oh. Blake can stay. We love him. He was the best thing known to slice bread. Man, Laker fans, y'all need to just get on. I don't think. On, I don't. Man. I don't think Blake need. That's Blake. Not true because I've said I've been saying this since, uh, before season that even during All Star break, and I think Kwame can remember this. I said we should. We needed a trade. We should have traded for a point guard. That was going to be our downfall. We did not pull the trigger on a trade to bring in a top quality point guard. That was our downfall right there. And, you know, what we also talked about, we talked about this, that the Dallas Mavericks didn't do anything to compete in the West. The Dallas Mavericks is the West. They didn't do anything uh, to Dallas compete. They pulled off some great trades to bring in. Who? Karan Butler? Karan Butler? Tyson Chandler. Brought in Tyson Chandler. That was Tyson one. Tyson Chandler was second team all defense. That was, okay. Yeah, he's second team all defense. That was um him, Tony Allen, Chris Paul, uh, Andrew Iguodala, uh, uh, Joe Kim Noah. Yeah, they all second team guys, but do put them on Dallas Mavericks team. Do we think that they was going that he was enough to compete compete against the Lakers or maybe the Spurs, who had the best team? All these so called uh, front runners like the Spurs and the Lakers are gone now, and I can't understand how the Lakers got swept. And I don't understand how you uh, answer that question. That's the question. Yeah. Why, how did your team get swept? Why did they get swept? And don't put. On one Too player. much dissension. There was a lot of dissension going on right there on that team. A lot of finger finger pointing and blame gaming, and you know. And like I said, they just didn't pull the trigger on some trades to get athletic enough to run with these young legs in, in, in the playoffs. Hey, Ken, last year's playoff run was a, a prime example. Ken, when Oklahoma City almost ran these guys. Didn't y'all lead the series against Dallas? Young legs, the no athletic season? bodies. 
you're not going to compete with a, with a, with an NBA league that's more of an athletic league, a more of a young man's league, of a running league. They didn't pull the trigger. I said it at All-Star break. They should have pulled the trigger for a bigger point guard, a fast point guard, to be able to hang with these guards in the West. Yeah. They didn't. And I said that was going to be our downfall. And it yeah. was. You know what, you know what hurt y'all? It really hurt y'all? Rotating to Jason Kidd. That's what was the dumbest thing y'all could ever do. Jason Kidd is better when you rotate to him because he's dishing the ball. He's a better assist guy than he is a straight-up shooter. And he was hitting. He was knocking down. I couldn't believe that neither. But when you look at the final numbers, Jason Kidd is probably one of the, the top four uh, three-point shooters in the history of the game. But when he's cold? But I can't understand. That, that sounds crazy. We're talking about Jason well, Kidd, uh, that high, high uh-huh. three-point shooter. He's an assist guy, and I agree, I agree with Coach. Make, he, yeah, I think he Jason might be more Kidd dangerous. He might be more dangerous passing the ball, but he was killing that team with them uh, open shots. He was killing. Of course, he, he's shooting right over six foot. Derek Fisher, the man is six four. Right. Chris Paul, he was just six foot and just quicker than everybody on the team. Derek Fisher, 36, 37 years old, cannot hang with Chris Paul. Cannot hang with Jason Kidd. Point guard is is what killed us. See, I'm not gonna put an age on these guys. Yeah, he won the championship. I mean, um, your boy, um, Derek Fisher won, won the championship for y'all last year. Derek Fisher, Jordan Farmar, and Shannon Brown rotated out of that spot very good last Derek year. Derek Fisher is one of them. I'm not mistaken, game three and game four we for y'all last year. Last year, this year. Excuse me. But like I said, we should have traded for. Like, always, you always want to blame it on one man. I'm not shut up. I hate Laker fans. Well, you got these. You got these defensive players. There's only one defensive player. Uh, first team defensive player available next year. Here's the here's the team: uh, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, uh, Dwight Howard, LeBron James, Rondo. Rondo, I'm sorry. Uh, Dwight Howard's the only one available. So whoever gets him, I mean, they obviously a team won't do a sign and trade for this guy, get something out of it. Uh, but whoever gets him instantly takes their team to the final game. And and I'm not, I'm yeah. sure and I'm sure he's not going anywhere uh, where he has to be. Why would you go to the same team you just left? Orlando's are probably a piece away. Coaches, um, coaches are coach bozo, uh, in my opinion. But I, if 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 Dwight Howard was in New York, if Dwight Howard was in Atlanta, instantly those teams become better. Look what Atlanta's doing right now, and they're not even a high seeded team. Orlando, the the Atlanta Hawks was the fifth seed uh, this year, uh, playing way better than that. They missing one piece, and they missing a legit center, a legit dom. They have everything else in place. Chicago. You know, nobody has the pieces and the money to pull off a trade like that, but the Lakers. Chicago Bulls. They need they a center. They don't have it. They, uh, you got to resign Derrick Rose, and you got to get that man the max. Yeah, definitely. Give him the max. You got to uh, do that. You already gave Boozer close to the max. You already invested so much money into Boozer. the extensions with Noah and Dang. They don't have no money after they give uh, Noah the max. Remember, they only had one uh, one max player option last year to either bring in uh, LeBron James. They didn't have no more money after that, so they got to give that money to Derrick Rose now. Guess what? The only team that can afford Dwight Howard and pull off a trade like that is the Lakers. Boozer is a loser. They waste too much money on that guy coming out of Utah, man. He was well, he should have stayed in Utah. Him, now you got to suffer through it. <laughs> yeah, you do, man, because he's not helping all these guys out around him. Everybody else playing hard. I just don't see who he was in Utah and in Chicago. This guy was. I thought when he got to Chicago, that would be a great uh, addition of a good piece uh, to help these teams out. Well, you know, All right, we're going to take a break. Let's do this, man. We're going to take a break. Um, my life as a player's wife on the PGA Tour, Sherry Daly. She's on the show next week. Her book is called Teed All. It's going to be interesting, man. We'll be back in two minutes.
your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemont Williams. Each week, join Lemont as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the show. This is Carmen Lasher with Coach B and Ken from the ATL. Hey, next week, I'm going to keep mentioning this, though. We got uh, Sherry Daly. That's John Daly's fourth wife. She got an interesting book. It's called Teed Off, uh, My Life as a Player's Wife on the PGA Tour. Uh, definitely on the show. We're going to make the whole show about that. We may do three seconds with her, uh, but she's available for the whole show. So check that out. Ken, you got to uh, uh, blow that up on the fan oh, yeah. page. Yeah, we're going to start blasting that uh, yeah. uh, this week. Uh, it's, it's crazy, man. The thing she said, I read an insert on it. Coach B heard it. It's crazy, man. She said, these guys, she said, don't let the uh, the polo shirts and the darkers fool you. These guys are off the chain out there. They sign an autograph, but it's really a phone number on a golf ball, and they give it to women. They like. Let's talk a little bit football, man. Now, the NFL, let's talk a little NFL football. Now, the NFL says uh, the judge ruling discounted harm to the league. Here's what, uh, here's the talk that's going around the league right now, that if the if the owners lose this thing, they're going to say they're no longer a business if they can't come to some sort of agreement. But they under, they're not understanding that there's $2 billion out there. Like, well, let's just say there's a lot of money out there, and we're not talking millions. We're talking a little bit more than that. They're going to no longer be a business, and then there's no longer going to be a league. If the NFLPA is no longer a union, if the lockout is upheld, then the NFL, NFL owners say they are no longer business. So they just go, they are willing, they are, they are very willing to say, we're not a business anymore, we're not paying anybody, we'll do it another way. And, and I don't understand that, how you could take, mess the game up and expect to come back to the game with those same fans. And it's, it's kind of crazy because there's a lot of teams out there, there's a lot of star players like, like Tony Romo, uh, He's having all these guys uh, breeze. They having workouts with their team, private workouts with their team, to try to get ready for the season. Now, I think this lockout and everything else benefits the um, 
veteran teams because they can go right into it. They know what's uh, they know what's at stake and what's accountable. And when you got these young guys like the Carolina Panthers who uh, uh got the uh, quarterback um, from Auburn, when you got this guy, and you you want to get him ready. Even you got a quarterback, you got the second year quarterback out of Notre Dame who was NFL ready. Went to an NFL, uh, he was in the NFL offense. He's he's second year ready. Um, you still got to get these guys ready to play, and, it's, mm-hmm. and and with the owners' decision to say we're no longer a business if we don't get this ruling don't favor us, it's crazy to me. Let me get you guys think about that. Well, first of all, you know I think that you know when it all comes down to it, it's all about the money, money, cash rules, everything around us. You know, and, and it's not fair to the guys, to the players that you don't want out and draft. It's not fair to the owners. Overall, the whole situation is not fair across the board to everybody. Um, I know you're saying, well, the owners, which means it's not fair to the owners. I just don't think it's fair across the board. I think they should come to a mutual agreement, understand, I know they're $2 billion here, $2 billion there, or $3 billion here, $3 billion there. But just come to an agreement, man, make this thing happen. Because, you know, not only does it affect the players, it affects families and it affects the fans. And when it starts affecting the fans, that's when, you know, it took baseball a while to get back to um, to where they are now. Um, and it took basketball. You know, basketball's also talking about locking out next after this season, too. So, I mean, you know, when it all said and down, when these people are spending $75, $80 for a regular for pretty much a general mission ticket to sit up in the nosebleeds, you know, who's really want to spend that money now to come see you play? Yeah, you know what? But you got when – you, when you're fighting for something, you can't got – these guys are getting a little impatient and they're saying stupid things. But when you're fighting with someone, whether that be the players or the owners, if, if you saw the uh, tweet that Reggie Bush uh, tweeted out, he, it was everybody, quote, everybody is complaining about the lockout. Shoot, I'm making the most of it. Vacation, rest, relaxing, appearances here and there. I'm good, end quote. This is what, this is what he's talking about. So he he's not like other players who's, who's out there playing special teams who want to fight for stuff. He's one of these guys who haven't, now he said it's a joke. Afterwards, he said it was a joke, but he's not one of those guys that uh that can't wait to football season. And this was the owners counting on a lot of guys as they don't pay everybody. You think we see those high numbers right there? We see these long term deals, but look at this guy base salary. And I know you, coach. I know you had a little. You was more of adamant about well, these guys put their money away, but it's nothing really to put away at the end of the day. You could say, okay. You make $100,000 on a football field, somebody can't make $100,000 off the field, uh, they, that's enough money to live off. Not when you're doing this, this, and that, and you in certain areas. But so, that's the whole point, though, Kwame. This is the thing, man. You know, live between, you know, again, you're not making the millions of dollars, you're making this, you're making that. You should be able to put that money away. If people making 35 and 50 grand a year are able to live and live comfortably with, you know, with two, uh, two income home, which is about 100, 110, 120 grand a year with the two incomes in the house. Don't give me that message. You're making a hundred some thousand dollars. You're making league minimum is two hundred and seventy-five or two eighty-five or three fifteen, whatever it is right now. Don't but, tell me you can't live off of that. Well, you, what uh, you need to do is, is is put your money in in a better situation where you you put money away. You don't need to go out and buy an eighty thousand square foot home. Get you a little fifty to two thousand twenty five square foot home somewhere. And maybe maybe so. Maybe that is the case. Uh, maybe there should have been programs that if the NFL can uh, make billions of dollars, owners can make billions of dollars. You telling me if you make it, you an owner, Coach B. I'm speaking to you, or Ken. You can you can uh, get in on this. If you guys are owners, you telling me you wouldn't put a program in place to show these guys how to make money. They didn't go to school for this. Most of them don't even come from money, so they won't be coming back to you like today in a lockout situation, bringing that up in a conversation, uh, uh, how to teach these guys how to make more money or why these guys don't have money when they're done playing. 
as an owner, you tell me that's going to cost you millions of dollars to do that? It's not going to cost you millions of dollars. You get the right people in place, and they have classes. They decide to not take those classes. There's enrollment. There's a, uh, you got to be accountable for it. If you don't take that class, I don't want to hear anything about it when you retire. Now, you tell well, me as an owner. They should be taking classes. They shouldn't be taking classes. It's called having the right people around you, not these agents who all one thing they're thinking about is uh, filling your head, your ear up full of, oh, you're going to be able to get this, get this platinum watch, get this diamond necklace, get this band, go back to your hometown in the hood, floss, get robbed, you know. I mean, what we've been hearing about in the news lately, it happens. I don't know li- what they want to hear. Yeah, I don't like when these guys, uh, and, and I made a, a point to say this, that the draft was uh, was was garbage, was was trash. It was it shouldn't even been a draft, or it shouldn't have been on TV because we had the we the lockout was uplifted. We had the draft. Soon the draft was over, we went back to lockout. That was for the NFL. That was for TV money. That was for uh, nobody, none of the players. But then you got these young guys who haven't played a dime. Do you see the jury that was on their wrist, their hands? Uh, they had thousand dollars of juries and haven't and haven't haven't played it down. Now I agree. The uh, there should be now there should be something about this. These agents don't care anything about you. There's only a handful of agents that really, uh, and they probably don't care about you. But they really have more negotiating power. If I'm an agent and I got the five quarterbacks, top five quarterbacks in the league, and I got an undrafted free agent, don't you think I? Don't you know I can get this guy a job anywhere in the league because you gonna want one of my quarterbacks? I got the top five quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, they don't care anything about you, but the agents, there's only like five agents that can do that. So you, so nobody's, nobody's told these guys these agents don't care about you or they just want – you think you're going with a top agent, he's going to get you – because he's going to get you the best deal. He's, he has a more a better relationship with most of these NFL GMs, these owners, uh, these coaches. That's why they sign with these agents. And, but my deal is when they tell him, come out of school early. I mean, this guy should have been – this guy was a redshirt sophomore. Let me think what school he went to. Came out early, wasn't even drafted. He could have stayed in school one more year. Okay, now they know who you are. Stay in school one more year. You're a redshirt sophomore. Now you get the. Um, now you're in the top three. Not not top three, but third round, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not the easy. This is a joke right here. What is the number one excuse you always hear about these guys coming out early? Oh, I got to take care of my family, you know. But yet you're showing up to the draft. With hundred thousand dollar bracelets and watches on and jury on, right. you know, so you get into a situation like it is now, where we might have a lockout. The owners they got their money put away to last however long they want this to last. What do you have? You uh, have a piece of jewelry on your wrist that you could save that money and put towards taking care of your family because you're going to be sitting out for the next year riding this out too. But I, no, you're going to be sitting out the year. You'll be looking good, but you'll be broke. No, I, I, that's a good point. I, I I like that man. That dummy. Yeah, they completely completely dummies. You well, see, and you again, g- the problem is, and again, it's a, I'm, I'm gonna say something here. It's probably gonna be people mad, but I really don't care. Babies having babies. When you have babies having babies back when we were growing up, this is what the repercussions are. These guys don't understand. They don't have grown. They weren't blessed to have. Some of them wasn't blessed to have certain role models within their family. People, only thing they see is a dollar bill. Okay. So they're going to buy these, these, these suits, these outlandish colored suits. They're going to buy all this jewelry. They don't do anything for you. Jewelry's only, jewelry, once you pay for it, get the money for it, it doesn't depreciate, but still. It, it doesn't appreciate. But I, I it know doesn't, it, it, it doesn't, up, it doesn't de-appreciate and doesn't appreciate It's a simple fact of stupidity. 
all right, you should have just went to the suit, went and got you a men's club suit or something like that just to go on the shake the man's hand because you don't know, you don't know what, honestly, you don't know where your next check coming from because whatever the agent's giving you, you're going to pay him back. Exactly, and and I understand what you mean when babies are having babies, and that was my one of my that was one of the whole points I was trying to make. You got a you got a eighteen year old, seventeen year old having a baby. Okay, they, she probably she's only eighteen years old, seventeen years old than her son, so she's nothing she could teach him. Uh, she's having a baby that that young, and I agree with Kim. Ken, a lot of these guys coming out talking about they got to take care of their family. If you got to take care of your family, how do you get that sixty thousand uh, dollar diamond or bracelet on your arm? That that takes care of your family right there. So nobody. That's why I say the owners got to put in place so the owners will say we're not accountable for this. Here's our programs for you to do this. I'm a, I'm a billion dollar owner. That's not gonna cost me anything. I'm making more money. And if I'm that greedy of an owner, I'm making more money publicizing that up. That I got programs in place. Maybe on just on this team. Maybe around the league uh, on the summer where you can go to these classes. To learn how to invest your money, take care of your money because people around you trying to take what's yours. So yeah, I understand that, and that's what I was saying. Babies having babies, but nobody can teach them how to hold that money or make. The, you can make that money because you're talented and gifted enough, but nobody's gonna teach you how to hold it because everybody wants a piece of it. Exactly. You know, it's just again, you know, these agents are letting. These, first of all, you sign with an agent. Your agent shouldn't let you buy any of that stuff. Not a legitimate agent. Even legitimate if it's agent. Alone, don't, you don't want to be around none of that stuff because then again, it gives you a false. It gives the people around you, the people in your community, the fans as you go on the team who drafts you, and people in the league a different a wrong perspective about what kind of person you are. Yeah. Well, let's do this, man. Let's take a break. Come back in this last segment and uh, get out of here. Don't forget to get my slow jam music up there. Quam no, the sports. <laughs> Sometimes Rich McCann from the ATL. We be back last segment. Finish this thing up. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Looking for a top show about horse racing and handicapping? Looking to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies website, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. Listen for top plays for the weekend in the spot play of the week and win prizes just for listening. Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer is live Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. 
your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Can they want to hear the sexy voice? So he had to go. We back with the Quam Lasso Sports. Sometimes Rich we came from the ATL, just Coach B and myself for the last segment. Coach, let me get let me let me read a couple things, man. There's two things. We'll finish this thing up real quick. Uh, lawyer for Washington Redskins defensive lineman Albert Hainsworth. Again, you know how much trouble he stays in or been in since the uh, quarterback, the uh, head coaching trade in Washington, has entered a not guilty plea on behalf of charge of sexual abuse. Hainsworth lawyers plead that the, his client during the arraignment hearing Tuesday morning in Superior Court in Washington, Hainsworth, who was not present at the hearing, is accused of sliding his credit card into the bra of a waitress and touching her breast during a birthday party at a hotel in February. Now, do you know, once you get in trouble, uh, and, and when also, because he's had a bad press ever since the workouts in D.C. Uh, with the uh, Shanahan and this guy, when Shanahan came and wanted him to play a different defense, it's kind of like the Dennis Rodman and the Mike Tyson situation. You don't have to really get in trouble. All somebody has to be do is be a Ryan and say you did it. Now, why would you slide your credit card in the breast of a uh, in a bra of a waitress? Why don't you just put it on the table like everybody else does? Because he's just because he's stupid. He's made, he's been doing stupid stuff since he left Tennessee at Tennessee. Do you think when okay when you give a guy like that one hundred and ten million dollars? Uh, it might have been more. I don't even know the contract, but it was over, it was a hundred million dollars. When you get a guy that that much money, where does the right to act the fool come into play? This was this was this is why I believe in this is why I believe in working for yours. You, you endorsements and stuff like that, uh, incentives. Uh, so you don't have that much money to act the fool. Now, guys like him will mess it up for everybody else because that's why that's how most people think. Well, he has one hundred ten million. He think he can do this and that. No, he's he just an idiot. If you dumb, you dumb. Yeah, the no. money, you money is not gonna make you any smarter. You, not at all. It's just people do stupid things. You know, people gotta understand something. that we're humans and we're just stupid. Yeah. We all have done stupid things. Yeah, and, and and speaking of stupid things, you remember the comment of what's the boy Mendenhall? He he has no business making comments about anything when he's the reason why the Pittsburgh Steelers lose the Super Bowl from fumbling. Uh, all you got to do is hold on to the ball, kick a field goal, he fumbles. But Mendenhall, he loses endorsements over tweets. You remember the uh, the 9-11 situation? He made a tweet, uh, remarks about criticizing people for celebrating the death of uh, bin Laden. Um, and why, why? It's his opinion. You can keep your opinions to yourself, at, and but also Twitter is for that, to let you know people say what's on their mind. People say, uh, I'm checking into such and such place. Uh, but he but he loses. He He's upset. That people are criticizing Ben Laden's death because people who didn't even know him. Does he not know what Ben Laden did uh, on 9/11? Uh, well, there's a a, a a a memorial over there every year in New York. A ground yeah. a ground ground zero. Sometimes you, some some opinions as, as as humans we need to keep to ourselves. And you know that's probably a situation where you know uh, he should have kept that opinion strictly for him to himself. He um he lost some endorsements uh for that comment and I I don't you know when you when you say stupid stuff and do stupid things Kobe lost endorsements Tiger lost endorsements uh Mendenhall you know he's he's saying all kind of crazy things when there's a whole nation involved and and you on Twitter where 
anybody and everyone can see that. Um, it, okay, let's just say that's your opinion. You keep that to yourself. You ain't, nobody has to know how stupid you are. And when, they, and when you open your mouth, that's when they find out. So I don't understand these guys, man. I don't understand these guys, how they, how they get into the offseason when there's no football going on. And that's probably, that's probably why. Because when there's no football going on, football players tend to get in trouble. A lot of trouble. On the offseason, and this is definitely the offseason, but on a lockout when they don't think uh, there's not going to be any football, they tend to get in trouble and, and do and say stupid things, which mm-hmm. I understand that, man. But that's just us and this is football players in general. Yeah, you don't even have to be in the league. It's just because no. uh, cause guys do it all the time. You got college guys uh, selling their jerseys. You got college guys selling their rings. Uh, you got, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these guys, uh, high school guys, uh, get into a, I wouldn't say an agent situation, but a guy who talks to other college on their behalf just to get a piece of that uh, cut. Mm-hmm. It's just it's 75% of the NFL um, are pretty much idiots. Uh, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm talking about the players. 888-346-9144 if you disagree with that. I'd love to argue with you about and it. If you do, get over it. Yeah, get over it. But you can, over we'll, let you, we'll, let you, we'll let you state your, 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 your points. Yeah, we'll get out they here. better be valid. There's a, um, there's a study shows that many NFL players wore low-rated helmets last season, man. I saw that. Uh, nearly 40% of the NFL players last season wore uh, helmets model that got second lowest rating, uh, reducing the risk of concussions, and study by, uh, you know, how we do in Virginia. This study was done in Virginia Tech Research. How does that happen? You know what it is. I'm, I'm going to tell you, like, my situation here. I, I have, we have Zenith helmets, the top, the new top-of-line helmets that are you have the Zenith, you have the Zenith one because there's a, the Rydell, we, which we all know about. We grew up with those. The Schultz that came into play a few years ago, and you guys were in a Zenith we got a, we got about we got twelve Zeniths and we got um, thir- twelve or thirteen um, right um, DNAs by shut and I and I have about eight um, Adams helmets and I got like three guys who like those who want to wear those helmets those Adams those crappy Adams helmets uh-huh. they like them for some reason I tell them you know well, not well, to wear them but they like to wear them so what are the uh, what what position are they playing are they because you're receiver and DB. And one of them was a quarterback. They don't they know they're more susceptible of getting hit in the head at those Dude, positions. I don't told, told them, but there's a reason why they're in this league too. <laughs> Let me ask you a question: Do you make them sign a waiver for wearing those helmets, knowing that there's a report out that uh that that they are not most likely the best helmet to wear in a physical contact sport like that? No, not really. I don't. I don't make them sign a waiver because my thing is is is. They get hurt, then they get cut. It's no big deal. Well, Ryder, you know, we we grew up wearing Ryder, and they, they they're not all that bad because of one of their helmets, uh, uh, two made by Ryder. They got different helmets, like the Ryder VSR Dash Four helmet received just one star uh, in the football ratings, uh, and that and that's one star. You plan on you might as well wear a leather helmet. Yeah, most definitely. You might as well wear a leather helmet, but there there have been some made by Ryder. That gets uh four. They get four stars. Uh, Schultz is being Zenith four star. And Zenith. Yeah, four stars. But I, I don't know how the uh, that'd be one of the things right now with the situations of concussions and uh, NFL players uh, because a lot of these younger guys try to wear the same thing. If you if you if you a kid, you try to wear the same number of your favorite football player, your favorite super NFL star. Uh, so don't you want to have the same helmet and and you would want to check up on that and say, 
is just having to say for my kids. That's why I got a problem with kids right now playing football at a young age because parents don't know which helmets to get, which equipment to get. They just say, as long as he got it on, I feel he's safe. But that's not always the case because most of these helmets are getting one and two stars. Exactly. When you can really protect these kids. And just, it's all about parenting. Across the board, parenting, is, they need to take effect from, from the headgear to the paychecks. Right. And, 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 and keep it consistent throughout the board. And understand something, that when a kid makes it in the National Football League, it's their job to better their whole life because some of them have a long life ahead of them, not just blow all their money on buying this and this and that and that. Yeah, get mom a house. His, get mom, take care of mom, get mom a house, get mom a car, but that, and, and then put money away from mom. But other than that, you know, stop buying cousin John this, or uncle Ray Ray this. I mean, they looked out for you because that was their job as an uncle. Why it, it ain't their job for you to take care of them like that. Why couldn't it be uh, Uncle Raymond? Why had to be Uncle Ray Ray? Because everybody got Uncle Ray Ray <laughs> somewhere in their life. <laughs> hey, look, but in, uh, each NFL player is allowed to choose which brand and which model of helmets he wears. That shouldn't be left up to them because I didn't wear thigh pads. I didn't wear knee pads. But somebody should have made me do that. If I got hurt, I, if I got hurt and got a thigh bruise, I, if I missed a game from him, then I would be fine. Probably $10,000 because I didn't have thigh pads in. Uh, so these guys shouldn't be, they shouldn't be allowed to wear a helmet that's getting one and two stars. I don't care what the situation is. You put the best protection around your head and your neck um, possible. And the NFL should uphold that. Because at the end of the day, when you when I got to come back to you and say I got a concussion and you didn't mind me wearing this helmet or that helmet that didn't have a, a high rating, uh, yeah, I'm gonna like why you why you didn't uh, police that? Mm-hmm. So. You know, again, like I said, you know, a lot of times these these kids they're gonna wear what they're comfortable wearing, and they understand the repercussions on everything. Like you, you know, you go out there, you go buy this, and you go out and try on the, on the corner and try to shake it. You know the you know the repercussions. Yeah, all right, man. I mean, you know, sometimes you just gotta let them, let somebody make the mistakes they want to make. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But let's let's tell you, we don't we won't finish the show. Actually, we got about thirty seconds anyway, man. So, but don't forget to check out next week. Uh, we have uh, Sherry Daly. Uh, she's uh, her book is called Teed Off. Uh, I'm gonna my, go buy that joint so I can read some of it. Oh yeah, I know. I'm gonna do the same thing. But I got most of the inserts. And it was uh, my life as a player's wife on the PG tour. It is crazy, man. Uh, coming up next, you keep it real with Jerry McIntyre, man. He's he, they guys have a great show. Hey, this is the Quam Last of the Sports. Sometime Rich. With Ken from the ATL, we'll be back next week. Appreciate it, Coach. All right, man. Be safe. I holler. Peace out. Yo. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.